0: Rodney Jane here. With the holiday period over, Baked Beans Month is back at Bob Jane T Buy three, get the fourth tyre absolutely free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, and
1: Goodyear tyres. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on a range of Goodyear, Dunlop, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Michelin tyres. Alloy wheels from only $125, and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after
2: you. Test sees apply.
3: This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news powered by Race Fuels in association with Bob Jane T Marts. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award-winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus.
1: Coming up, new radio deal for supercars. Is it as good as it sounds? Confirmed, TCR to go hybrid in Australia. Race Tasmania preview and World Superbikes back at Phillip Island as cloud hangs over future of road races.
3: All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks.
1: Hi there, race fans. Last week's announcement that sports radio network SEN has done a deal with supercars raises more questions than it answered. SEN is now the AM radio partner as distinct from Supercar's long-standing alliance with FM network Triple M. While alluding to live coverage of every event, there were no details of how SEN would cover them. There was nothing in the announcement to suggest a bespoke coverage with a dedicated commentary team. Many fear SEN will just top and tail the TV commentary, airing it on one of its secondary networks. Critics also point to the fact that there's never been any live event coverage on Triple M, charging that the deal was just all about contra-advertising. In the southern states at least, SEN is AFL-centric, so you wonder how supercars in the winter would get on the flagship stations in Melbourne and Adelaide. However, Supercars insiders maintain that SEN will broadcast dedicated coverage of each round with its own commentators. Former 10 and 7 TV Sports presenter Matt White has been mentioned as a possible host. The link there is that he fronts SEN Sydney's morning show. White is still involved in motor racing, hosting the Speed Series telecast on Stan Sport and 9. Another candidate is former Supercars racer Steve Johnson, co-host of the Driver's Seat Show on SEN. We've contacted SEN boss Craig Hutchison, but as yet, he hasn't got back to us. Let's hope this deal is real and that Supercars fans will be able to follow races when they're out and about on AM or DAB Plus Radio or an SEN app. In other supercars news, a final VCAT mini-test is set to go ahead at the end of the month. The Gen 3 Camaro and Mustang prototypes will undergo a last-gasp straight-line aero comparison to verify aero download and air drag parity. It's happening because Ford still isn't happening that there is actually aero parity. The most likely outcome is the change to the Mustang's rear wing angle to increase rear-end downforce. Following Monday's season launch of the Repco Supercars Championship in Sydney, the official pre-season test day for all teams will be at Sydney Motorsport Park on Wednesday. The all-in test will be open to fans with free entry and access to the paddock. There'll also be live timing across the day. Some teams still have a further test up their sleeves to squeeze in at Winton or Queensland Raceway before the season-opening Newcastle 500 next month. Speaking of the Newcastle 500, we're hearing talks about the future of the event will begin in earnest after the March 10-12 to 12 event. It's the last of the existing deal, extended because COVID killed it for three years. Now. There's a lot of resistance from East Newcastle residents that has to be overcome to secure the event's future. It's a big weekend coming up, with Race Tasmania at Simmons Plains kicking off the Speed Series and the opening round of the World Superbike Championship at Phillip Island. Ahead of Race Tasmania, which will feature the start of the Supercheap Auto TCR Australia Series. Australian Racing Group Majority owner Barry Rogers revealed exciting plans for the Turbo Terriers. Rogers confirmed to Parked Up Plus that TCR Australia will add electric assistance from next year, with GRM helping to develop the hybrid package for Peugeot Sport. The Peugeot Sport
4: in Europe have um, uh, given us a task of uh, um, integrating the, the hybrid unit into the tcr car which will be introduced next year so um, actually the hybrid unit arrived at worked just last week so um, post-tasmania between tasmania and phillip island um, we plan on getting that in uh, one of our cars and doing some testing um, with the hybrid unit in the tcr car so it's something exciting to look forward to for 2024. Um, you know it, it's a, i mean we understand the electrification around the world in cars um, you know i mean everyone's got an opinion on where they think it's all going to go I mean, my, my opinion, as everyone's gone, my personal opinion is hybrid is the way to go. I'd um, Toyota seem to be going down that track. The full electrification in Australia just seems to have its challenges at, at this point. Um, so um, anyway, we're, that's an exciting project for the boys at work. And uh, um, we're also talking with Peugeot at the moment about um, homologating the new 308. It's just been released. So there might be more news to come about that. It might be a, a global project we're doing for Peugeot, but um, there, there might be some um, things to talk about that in the next couple of weeks.
1: Rogers went on to explain why TCR is going hybrid in Australia.
4: Now, it'll be a global launch for 2024. Australia being the, the first country to kick off their season, so it'll, it'll kick off in Australia, obviously, first, and then uh, roll through Europe and South America. So, um, you know, as I say, for the Peugeot side of things, we'll be doing, we're, we're sort of undertaking that task for Peugeot Sport on behalf of, you know, their, their global motorsport um, business, so... Um, so, yeah, it'll kick off in Australia, start of next season.
1: So how will that work? Will it just be the one make Peugeot or the, the package will be applicable to all cars?
4: Okay, so, the, 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 so when you said the hybrid package, so we're integrating it into the Peugeot. I mean, Audi will be doing their car, Hyundai will be doing theirs, but I think they're getting done in Europe, not in, uh, not in, not, not in Australia, um, the actual um, the, the work to be done. So, yeah, it is, it's the same system in all cars, if that's the question.
1: All right, okay. But the plan clearly is TCR in Australia is going hybrid from next year. Correct. Correct. The battery pack will provide a push-to-pass power boost facility in races. Rogers also confirmed that GRM has ditched its TCR Renault Meganes to concentrate on a quartet of Peugeot's, plus a fleet of Transams and S5000s. The logistics um, was, you know, obviously
4: we run cars in TCR, Trans Am, um, NS5000. Really, it was it, it made sense to try and get back to one brand. Um, the Peugeots have been strong. Um, you know, obviously we've done a lot of work with with Vukovic Motorsport over the last three years on the on the Renaults. Um, but, um, um, It was just it was a lot easier and, and uh, with, with packing trucks, all those type of things, just to run run the Peugeots. Keen to sort of get back to four cars in TCR rather than the six. Um, we're also running four Transams, whereas last year we ran three. So we're, we're stepping up in the Transams, and when and we're running um, uh, actually down in Tasmania, we're running five S five thousand. So uh, we've got our hands full down there throughout the year. The remainder of the year, the plan is to run S, three S five thousands, four Transams, and four TCrs.
1: As we noted, Barry Rogers, with his legendary father Gary, owns most of ARG. He says that the second-level series is heading towards making money this year.
4: I mean, it's obviously not to the same, you know, if you sort of said, and this isn't really any of the competitors, it's not to the same professional level as as, as supercars, and, it, and it's not even trying to be. It's a, um, it is a it is a cross between, um, you know, a, a customer-based type um, um, level of racing and, and professional level, Um but yes, it is. I mean, the thing we've got to keep in mind is the number of categories that ARG do run, the number of the competitors that they've got, I mean, you know, across, uh, uh, you know, if you said across TCR, Trans Am, S5000, TCM, GT, um, you know, there'd be, there's 100 plus competitors um, to to, um, to manage and it's a small business, you know, having that number of competitors, But uh, Yes, it is, it has been challenging, there's no, no question of that, um, but I feel that we've got, we've got some momentum going and uh, really looking forward to the season ahead.
1: And what about the business model? I mean, you or you know, your family, you yes. pretty much own the Australian Racing Group, is the business model showing signs, um, well, that the thing will make money?
4: yes it it is mark again um the interruptions of the last couple of years haven't haven't helped them we've we've just you know we've kept it going and and the signs moving forward they are good i mean it's you know there's no question that the um to get income for sport it's really off the back of broadcasting income and and sponsorship income and um both those areas um have grown and we can see them growing growing greater in the future and um um yeah, so you know we're positive that put, you, know, in, you know come twenty twenty three this season that um, we'll certainly be heading into the positive.
1: Beginning with Race Tasmania, the Speed Series will be shown live and ad free on Stan Sport, with extra free to air coverage on the Nine Network. Barry Rogers says the Stan Sport streaming gamble last year is paying off.
4: Look, I mean, there's no doubt subscription TV. Um, is to, you know is the future? I understand uh, from a user point of view, it's um, costs associated, and it's, it's 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 simple to say it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. There's no doubt about that for um for, for people. But sport is expen you know the, the cost to produce and broadcast sport is 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 is, is not cheap, um, and the, the money to to broadcast it's got to come from somewhere. And it's interesting in the US. I notice that. This is the first year, 2023, is the first year where subscription viewership outweighs linear viewership. Linear viewership being free-to-air viewership. Um, so, you know, I think in, you know, certainly, certainly, you know, that's a trend that will that will happen here in Australia as time goes on. But to have a combination of both, which we've got this year, having free-to-air on a Saturday. Um, so fans, every single round of the Speed Series, they can watch free-to-air on a Saturday. If they want to, if they, you know, obviously um, to, to watch the full weekend of racing to get the Sunday, you do need um, the, the Stan sport. Uh, you know, if you've already got Stan, it's an addition of $10 a month. Um, I understand that it, it's easy to say that, but when you've probably got a number of um, streaming services and, and everything else, it's, it's it's not always just as simple as $10 because they all, they all multiply it depending, you know, what other services you've got. But to do to, to the best sport, ad free, it is what the future is. and But, you know, certainly from a fan point of view, we understand the fans. There's, you know, a large number of them like to be able to still see it on free to air. So we're providing that for our fans this year on Saturdays.
1: More about Race Tasmania coming up after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast It's all in the name. It's all motorsport.
0: Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every
3: fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
1: Welcome back. TCR, S5000, Trans Am and Touring Car Masters headline Race Tasmania at Simmons Plains this weekend. Stan Sport and Nine commentator Matt Nolte says it'll be a feast of action.
0: I think we'd expect a massive, massive year, folks. I think it's going to be uh, bigger than last year. I think the Trans Am series is going to be the one to watch a massive field, a massive amount of new names coming into the series. And it's kind of had like a rinse a rinse out from last year. Drivers that might have come out of Super 2 have found a home either in Trans Am or S5000, and TCR is looking as strong as
1: ever. Who do you think are going to be some of the standouts this season the ones to watch?
0: I think Ben Grice this year. um, Now with Nathan Hearn going across, and I think that's amazing what Hearn's done the last couple of years, but he needed to go across to America and really – run with those guys and you've seen what it's like in the States with the, the Trans Am racing, that's really the home of it over there so if he can prove it, it'll be floodgates I guess for the guys that race over in Australia to really aim for, uh, but Grice certainly needs the luck to come back his way this year, he had a, a good run last year but um,
1: he'd be my tip at this stage. And in TCR of course Tony Delberto back to defend his title and Will Brown he wants it back. There's a lot to play for. And and the thing for Will Brown, folks,
0: is that he's going to be in the car Jay Hansen had last year. So he should be stronger than last year. I mean, that that race was up there with one of the best I've ever seen any kind of motorsport. The championship changed two or three times in the final few laps. And now he's going to be in relatively brand new machinery with a 2021 spec Audi to take on Tony Dalberto, who was the well-deserved champion last year, wasn't he? I mean, you could see the emotion at the end of the race there at Bathurst. I'm so glad he's coming back to defend the championship. But you've got guys like Bailey Sweeney now who's had a full season in the championship. He should move up again as well. And the names are starting to drop as we get closer to the week. And we've also got uh, Tommy Oliphant coming in too from the British Touring Car Championship full-time. So that's going to be awesome too.
1: And, of course, we've also got the S5000s thundering around Simmons Plains. What's not to like about that? <laughs> Your voice changes.
0: You and I are both open-wheel tragics from way back. And, and a good field of cars too. Uh, Roberto Merry's is going to come back and have a run. The Brazilian who... Uh, sorry, the Spaniard driver who raced uh, last year in F2 on a couple of occasions. He's been in Japanese Super GT as well. Um, he'll be great to watch. Nick Carroll's making a debut. Uh, Matt McLean, who I rate really, really highly, is also going to be full-time with Versa Motorsport. But they'll chase Joey Mawson once again. I think Mawson is a class act and probably deserves a really, really big drive in supercars. I'm surprised he hasn't been snapped up yet, but he's looking for his third straight Australian Drivers' Championship this year too. So uh, big names, some more names that will feature during the course of the year. And And now we've got a clean championship. I expect some more internationals Ah, uh, to come out as the year unfolds.
1: Nulty also highlights that there'll be more free speed series coverage this year on the Nine Network.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's a big um inclusion too. Three hours this year, not two hours um beyond the Nine Network Nine Gem during the course of the the series this year. So you'll get three hours coverage on the Saturday afternoon, of course, live all weekend on Stan Sport and it's a, it's a big push for Stan Sport this year. I mean, it's not just the home of the Speed Series, but you've also got IndyCars, World Endurance Championship, World Rally Championship. It's not just the Speed Series. It's it's really gaining momentum. Uh, it's the second full year for us with Stan, and uh, last year was quite good to get it live, uninterrupted coverage all day. It's a, it's a big ask for all of us, but uh, we certainly love bringing all the action there across the country.
1: To see it all, sign up to Stan for a free seven-day trial. This weekend also sees the return of the World Superbike Championship to Phillip Island in its traditional season-starting slot. Aussie interest will be in Remy Gardner's switch from MotoGP and Ollie Ballas' sophomore season in the World Supersport 2nd Level Series. According to Trevor Hedge, editor of leading motorcycle website mcnews.com.au, the Island Opener will resume the Battle of Superbikes Big Three.
5: I think what we can expect is uh, probably more of the same we've seen in recent couple of seasons with uh, the main trio of uh, Alvaro Bautista on the Ducati, Top Rec Oglu on the Yamaha, and Jonathan Ray on the Kawasaki. Um, they've been the three established stars in recent years, um, and those guys seem to be up the front every weekend no matter where they go, no matter what track we're at, no matter what the weather is, wet, dry, cold, hot, um, those three always seem to find their way to the front um, on three different bikes. Um, so we've got Alvaro Batista from Spain, Toprax from Turkey, and uh, Jonathan Ray is from Northern Ireland. But funnily enough, has an, an Aussie connection because uh, his wife is actually from Phillip Island and uh, they lived but uh, in Australia in the off-season for for many years, but recently they moved back to Ireland as their uh, children were about to start school and uh, they preferred their, their children to go to school in Northern Ireland rather than Australia. So uh, that's why they've moved back uh, moved back to Northern Ireland now.
1: As you say, Jonathan Ray, six times World Superbike Champion, very strong connections with Philip Island, which has been in the past a happy hunting ground for him. Now it's it's clear he's probably maybe in the twilight of his career but you wouldn't count him out, would you?
5: No, definitely not. And, um, you know, Phillip Island's quite a unique circuit in that, uh, I mean, top speed certainly still helps and top-end horsepower, and, and that's where the Ducati has the advantage and Bartista being so small. Um, down the chute, he's always going to be fastest down the main straight, and that obviously helps. Good top speed helps making overtake, helps make overtaking a simpler process. Um, but as fast as Philip Island is in regards to motorcycles, it's not known as a horsepower circuit. Um, as in the the fast flowing back section of the circuit, it, it's more about momentum rather than outright top end horsepower. So you can and quite often do see guys that will have quite a significant top speed advantage down the straight and and a lot less horsepower um, actually do a faster lap than, than some of the guys that actually do have a fair horsepower advantage on them. It's just a uh, very unique in, uh, in the way the layout is, it's just uh, all about corner speed and flow, um, and yeah, you, you don't really need to have the top end horsepower there to win.
1: Hedge is expecting Remy Gardner, son of 1987 World 500cc champion Wayne, to take a while to adapt to superbikes.
5: Look, I think he should do really well. Um, it's uh, the bike should be a lot more forgiving, obviously, than what he's been uh, what he's been used to in MotoGP with a very difficult. Uh, front tire, the the Michelin MotoGP front tire is problematic for for many riders. It basically has to be drilled into the tarmac so hard to get it to grip and to get feedback and feel. Um, well, I think the Pirelli control tire they use in World Superbike um, will be much much more forgiving and he'll be able to find the limit of that front tire quite e- quite easy much easier than he could in MotoGP, put it that way. So uh, so the transition should be relatively easy for him. Um, the, the thing will come down to, I think, will be um, the uh, getting getting a handle on making the tyres last race distance. Because basically, Phillip Island is really hard on tyres and to last full race distance, there's always got to be, uh, you've got to hold something back quite often in the middle stages of the race and save some tyre for, for the last few laps. So he won't have as much experience on the Pirellis um, and, and he won't have as much setup data either, so he won't have his bike dialed in quite as perfect, perhaps, as some of the other guys. So we might see him really struggle with tyre life towards the end of the race. I'm hoping not, but that's a, that's going to be a challenge that it'll be interesting to see if he can overcome.
1: Hedge also highlights the challenge facing Oli Bayless, son of Triple World Superbike champion Troy in the Supersport class
5: at least second crack at the uh, at World Supersport. He's on the at Ducati again this year, but with a different team than what he rode for last year. So uh, Philip Island is a place he knows uh, relatively well, but there are a lot of very experienced guys in World Supersport. And some of them have probably done more laps at Phillip Island than Ollie has in his uh, young years. So, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Ollie goes. I'm sure he should do quite well. We've got a couple of Aussie, other Aussies in World Supersport as well, but they won't be racing at Phillip Island because uh there's there's a bit of a sub championship in World Supersport for guys that are only going to do the European rounds because obviously it's a bit cheaper to only do the European rounds. So we've also got uh, Luke Power and uh, Tommy Edwards, so they'll be doing much of the rest of the World Supersport season. But unfortunately, they won't be act- in action this weekend at Phillip Island, which is uh, unfortunate. But um, but we are able to see them uh, on TV at least for the for the latter parts of the championship. But yeah, Ollie should have a good weekend there, and of course, his uh, his dad's Ducati royalty. So uh, he'll be a big draw card uh, at the circuit and all the fans will be keen to see how well he goes. He'll, he's a very popular lad and for good reason. He's a really nice young fella and um, very well liked.
1: Interestingly, as a long-time motorcycle racing journo, Trevor Hedge wonders about the future of superbike racing. He thinks there's a big question mark over where superbike racing is heading.
5: How long its life is, I'm not quite sure because basically nobody buys sports bikes anymore. Um, You know, used to to sell in quite big numbers but because 20 years ago or even 15 years ago to get, you know, great horsepower, awesome suspension and great brakes, you pretty much had to buy a sports bike. Now adventure bikes, naked bikes, touring bikes all have huge horsepower, great brakes and great suspension. So you don't really need to be on an un- uncomfortable hard edge sports bike. So a lot of guys that buy sports bikes actually never ride them on the road. They just use them as track day bikes. And of course, with such limited sales, the investment by the manufacturers is well, not as large as otherwise it might be. Um, so yeah, the actual shelf life of the whole category, I, I think is, um, yeah, it, it's not going to last in its current form for for too much longer. I think there's, there's probably going to have to be a, a pretty big revolution there in 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 some way uh, in regards to the motorcycles that get raced. Um, because uh, yeah, it's um yeah, it's a problem. It's a challenge. it's definitely a challenge for organizers with how they shape world Superbike going forward when uh, when um, yeah, when the manufacturers are obviously putting the big bucks in and and running the race teams and they're you know running these race bikes and and superbikes that they've also got to make for the road. Because otherwise, they're not allowed to race them in World Superbike. Um, so, yeah, there's not much profit in it for them. So, I, I, I think there's going to be a big challenge there in the years ahead with how they how they take it from here.
1: You can find Trevor Hedges' expert coverage of motorcycles and motorcycle racing at mcnews.com.au. Philip Island will be live on Fox Sports. Back after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsport, and its range of racing
0: fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the ELF Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and ELF
1: Race 102 is available at racefuels.com. Dot com, dot au.
3: You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
1: And we're on the run to the chequered flag. NASCAR's Daytona 500 starred over the weekend as state racing kicked off at Sandown. Here's Grant Rowley with his roundup thanks to our partner, Bob Jane t In
2: what was the longest ever Daytona 500, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. claimed his maiden victory in the great american race stenhouse jr was declared the winner after the race finished under yellow flag conditions finishing ahead of joey logano and christopher bell the jtg doherty racing driver saw out a record 212 laps three major pile-ups, and seven cautions to claim the 65th edition of the race it was Stenhouse Jr.'s third career NASCAR Cup Series race victory and his first since 2017, snapping a 199 race winless streak in the process. On the local scene, the opening round of the Victorian State Motor Racing Championships was held at Sandown Raceway. Castrol Supercar star Thomas Randall was one of the star attractions, taking the family Saab sports sedan to victory in all three heats. In Formula Ford, Lachlan Strickland and Edison Beswick shared the wins. Daniel Timewell was too good in improved productions, while Peter Faulkner took a clean sweep of victories in Hyundai Excels. This weekend, the opening round of the Shannon Speed Series heads to Simmons Plains for the third running of the AWC Race Tasmania. Formula One begins testing at Bahrain, while Formula E will compete in the fifth round at Cape Town in South Africa. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to our friends at Bob Jane T Months.
1: Thanks, Grant. Finally, big congratulations to Supercars couple Rihanna Crean and Will Davison. They're expecting their first child. Davo is in a make or break year with DJR, while Rihanna will be looking to downscale her Supercars pit reporting towards the end of the season. Also, big congrats to all the winners at the Motorsport Australia Awards. Lifetime Achievement gongs went to Supercars Notables, Brad and Kim Jones, Roland Dane and Ryan Storey. Kudos as well to our media colleagues, Andrew Van Leeuwen, the V8 Sleuth team, Peter Norton, Jack Martin and Chris Nixon for their well-deserved awards. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday for more lively discussion. And don't forget, Network R's other must listen podcasts, Tania McLeod and Prayer Richards present Girls on the Grid each Monday, and every second Friday, Gary O'Brien and Darren Smith host the Napa Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Parked Up Plus, where you hear the big news from the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening.
2: You've just listened to another Network R production.